This is Made in Montana News on the Treasure State Radio Network. I'm Jay Scott. State health officials reported 153 new laboratory-confirmed cases of the novel coronavirus on Friday, bringing a cumulative total to just shy of 4,000 cases. 60 people have died. There are four deaths in the last 24 hours in Bighorn County, bringing that county's total to nine. A woman in her 70s who was hospitalized prior to her death died Thursday. That's according to a press release from the County Public Information Officer, Rhonda Johnson. Also Friday, Riverstone Health, the public health agency in Yellowstone County, announced another death, a woman in her 80s who passed away at the Yellowstone County Hospital on July 26th. Yellowstone County reports adding 39 new cases on Friday, topping 1,000. There are 605 active cases there. Gallatin County added 17 new cases. Flathead County also 17 new. Lewis and Clark County added three cases and reports 54 active. Cascade County added one, 75 active. Jefferson and Broadwater Counties each added one as well. In other news, the U.S. Senate left town Thursday for a long weekend with no action on COVID-19 relief, all but ensuring that the $600 weekly federal unemployment benefit would expire on Friday. The payment has been a financial lifeline for more than 20 million out-of-work Americans. Its expiration comes one day after the U.S. recorded its worst quarterly economic contraction ever during a week when the national death toll from the virus topped 153,000, according to NBC News. The Canada Border Services Agency said Thursday it will begin marking cars and implementing stricter rules for Americans traveling through Canada to Alaska because of the coronavirus pandemic. The rearview mirror of cars will be marked with a leave-by date. The front of the tag, it says, will make it clear that travelers are transiting and include the date they must depart Canada. That's according to the agency. And the statement continued, The back of the tag will remind travelers to comply with all conditions imposed upon entry. Americans can drive to and from Alaska provided they use one of five designated border crossings, four in British Columbia and one in Alberta, none in Montana. They also have to take the most direct route from that point of entry to the intended point of exit and report to the nearest Canada Border Services post when they leave. The move was prompted in part by social media posts that said some Americans had been visiting popular tourist destinations in Canada such as Banff National Park, after telling border agents they were driving to Alaska. Democratic gubernatorial candidate Mike Cooney has released his economic plan for the state, emphasizing growing rural economies, in-state hiring for state contractors, and empowering women in the workforce. He says he wants the state government to favor Montana-made products and purchases, quote, the state of Montana, who is the state's largest consumer of goods and services, 
ought to be supporting Montana businesses who create Montana jobs, end quote. Cooney says he'll issue an executive order to grant preference in state contracting to companies that do not outsource jobs to other states or countries and penalize companies who outsource more than 25% of their jobs. Cooney's plan also proposes child care incentives, public pre-K, paid family leave, and a Paycheck Transparency Act to address gender wage inequality. Cooney also pledges to expand broadband access, quote, setting a target of 90% broadband internet connectivity in all 56 counties in Montana by the end of my first term, end quote. Cooney is running against current Republican U.S. Representative Greg Gianforte. Gianforte released his own Montana comeback plan earlier this month. Gianforte's plan focuses on developing natural resources, boosting the state's technology, manufacturing, and agriculture industries, and rolling back what Gianforte calls unnecessary regulations. A broad range of farm and agricultural industries is praising a bipartisan U.S. Senate letter sent to U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer and U.S. Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue urging stronger international safeguards to protect U.S. exporters using common food and wine terms. Senators John Thune, Debbie Stabenow, Tom Tillis, and Tammy Baldwin led the effort that resulted in support of 61 senators. The letter requests that the U.S. government enhance their common food name protections as a core policy objective in all trade-related discussions. This is a direct challenge to the European Union's misuse of protections meant for valid geographical indicators, but instead are blocking American exports of common or generic food and wine by terms such as Parmesan, Feta, or Chateau. The unjustified trade barriers harm American farmers, limit choices for consumers, and have put manufacturing jobs across essential sectors at risk. The U.S. Supreme Court's McGirt v. Oklahoma ruling affirmed tribal sovereignty, but the Oklahoma Attorney General, Republican Mike Hunter, is disputing the importance in negotiating jurisdictional responsibility with the tribes and the state. Hunter told News 9 in Tulsa some of those concerned about the impact of proposed federal regulation relating to the case as sovereignty hobbyists worried about, quote, theoretical problems and have misplaced criticism of the proposed legislation. Under the proposed legislation announced in an, ag- in an agreement in principle, the state of Oklahoma would have criminal jurisdiction over non-native and overlapping jurisdiction over most native offenders. Rosemary McCombs Maxey of the Muscogee Creek Nation described Hunter's words as paternalistic, quote, he's trivializing sovereignty. When I hear someone talking like that, I'm reminded of my childhood when the white men got to do all the talking. Why would Congress be the arbiter of any agreement between the tribe and state? Our sovereignty is intact. We have the ability to negotiate directly with the state, she said. 
Jay Fife of the Muscogee Nation agrees, quote, Hunter's comments represent how Oklahoma views indigenous peoples and our fight. Defending sovereignty is not something we do for fun. This is our life, he said. Chief David Hill wrote an editorial Wednesday in the TulsaWorld.com column that Hunter's agreement in principle would reverse the Supreme Court decision and disestablish the Muscogee Creek Reservation. Critics of Oklahoma's agreement in principle speculate that state Republican leaders are trying to protect powerful oil and gas businesses in Oklahoma. Madison County officials have located a small airplane and confirmed one death after a passenger called in Thursday morning and reported a crash. A twin-engine Cessna 377 Skymaster with three passengers was flying from Helena to Jackson, Wyoming when it went down in mountainous terrain. That's according to Alan Kintzer for the Federal Aviation Administration. The plane was located Thursday afternoon, and searchers are working to get to the scene to make an assessment. It was not immediately clear where the plane was located. The death was confirmed by the Madison County Sheriff. Crews had been searching the Madison Range between Ennis Lake and Big Sky. The FAA and the National Transportation Safety Board will investigate the crash. In sports, the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, the NAIA's, Council of Presidents voted Friday to push back its national football championship from this fall to the spring of 2021 because of the coronavirus pandemic. The decision, announced in a press release, came after the council voted earlier this week to postpone championships in all other fall sports until the spring. The decision still allows NAIA conferences to compete in the fall and the winter if they choose. Quote, the decision regarding the football championship required additional attention since the sport often operates outside of the regular conference structure. That's according to Dr. Arvid Johnson, the council chair and the president of the University of St. Francis. The Montana-based Frontier Conference competes in the NAIA. A decision is expected in coming days as to what course of action the Frontier Conference, and thus Carroll College, will take in regard to its football season in light of the NAIA announcement. Quote, that's the million-dollar question. That's according to Frontier Commissioner Kent Paulson. He told that to 406 MT Sports via a text message. In June, the Frontier announced that each team would play an eight-game football schedule beginning September 12th, but then three of its football-only members, the College of Idaho, Eastern Oregon, and Southern Oregon, dropped out after the Cascade Conference postponed all fall sports. That's Made in Montana News. If you need to hear this report again, please check the podcast, anchor.fm slash j-scott, or on our Treasure State Radio or KGRTDB webpages. The podcast now has listeners in 30 states and provinces, in 15 countries, on six continents. Made in Montana News is heard on the Treasure State Radio Network, including KMEH 100.1 FM in Helena, Elkhorn Mountains Radio in Jefferson County, Homegrown Radio in Bozeman, 
King West Radio in Billings, and ResCast Radio on the Fort Peck Reservation. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Treasure State Radio Network. <laughs>